This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne Langis, two plus-size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this episode, I'm still sweaty. I'm I know. sweating. I have chills and I can't... I have- I, I, I know I can't, I, it's hard to process a little bit, even though I kind of like, it, it's what I expected, but it's just a lot. Yes. So today we talked to Alice Bell. You can find her on Instagram at stock Alice. She is the resident astrologer for British Vogue, where you can read her weekly horoscopes. She has written astrology content for Vogue USA, Vogue Australia, Teen Vogue, and like so many others. It's in insane um she also has her own podcast um called astrology and you but so we kind of just talked to her christina and i don't know very much about astrology at all like everyone in la is always like knows so much about it and i know nothing you know more than i do right i know a little bit i do but i mostly just know the sun signs and honestly i'm very selfish in the sense that i only know the signs i care about (laughs) or the signs that the people in my life have like there's like about like half of them that i don't know shit about yeah 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 So we just chat to her about kind of like the basic overview of astrology for dummies. Um, And then Alice read, did a very concise reading of Christina and I's birth charts. And I wish, so afterwards when we were ending the interview, she, I asked her a question that I wish I would have asked before we started stopped, but I was like, I have to tell them about this in the intro. So I was like, Alice, do you see a move happening for me? And she's like, yeah, I do actually. I feel like in the first next few weeks, like specifically like the first week or two of March, you all, my lease is up at March 19th. I have to move, like I have to move out of there like by the second week of March. Like this is insane. I, when she said that, I was like, are you kidding me like she has no idea like no one knows that uh, only like my friends know that this is happening i have no idea where i'm moving where i'm supposed to go or anything but i that gave me like the chills i know and during the interview too she said so many things about my life that yeah things that just happened and yours too when it came to relationships that alice knows nothing about us before this Mm-mm. besides our birth charts that we gave her or be- besides like our yeah so you give her your year you're born your the city you're born in and that exact time yes and then she can do a birth chart reading which is what we do in the episode you so you can get a kind of taste um uh, if you want to do one with her but wow I was shook. I'm still kind of shook up about it <laughs> it was so good I think you guys are going to love this episode um and I think that you're going to have to listen to her podcast afterwards and you're probably going to want to book a session with her too because that's how much like Rayanne and I literally had chills. Rayanne took off her jacket at one point during the interview (laughs) because she was like sweating so hard. Alice called me out on something that you will hear you just when we get into this episode. But um, before we do, we are going to do our weekly review reading. (laughs) Why did I call it a review reading? I was like, what do we call this segment? Review of the week. Yes. Okay. So we have this review from Kate who said, love these girls and their podcast. They're so inclusive, funny, and aren't afraid to say what's on their mind. They always make my day. Um, So thank you so much for that. And it's so funny because in the birth chart, that's one of the things is that we pretty much always say what's on our minds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we appreciate that. (laughs) Um, And if you guys have a minute to leave us a review, 
Uh, that would mean so much. And share the podcast on your Instagrams and tag us so we can share that as well. Should we get into it, Ray? Well, let's get into it. It's going to be a good one. Hello, Alice. Thank you so much for joining us today. You have no idea how excited we are about this episode. Uh, astrology is something for me that I'm just like, I want to know so much more about. And I literally know nothing besides some horoscopes I read, besides the, the CoStar app I have. And I know, Ray, you kind of feel the same, right? I mean, I feel like the odd person out living in Los Angeles where people are like, oh my God, what's your sign? Oh, you're seeing someone new. What's their sign? I'm like, I have no idea. I'm like, I don't know. I'm a Leo. And then I'm like, there's this rising and there's like the freaking moon. I don't know. I am the, the face of astrology for dummies. Mm -hmm. So we're very excited to talk to you today. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for having me. I mean, I have both of your birth charts pulled up. Um, so I can't wait to tell you all about everything that's in them. Oh my gosh. Ooh. I'm so excited. Well, before we get into that, so tell us a little bit how you got into astrology and just a little bit about you. So our audience can familiarize mm -hmm. themselves. Yeah. So I guess I'll introduce myself with my signs, I guess. Um, I'm Alice and I'm an Aquarius sun, a Leo rising and a Pisces moon. And I have not always been interested in astrology. Like that's something that's come up in the last like three and a half years, I would say in my life. Um, my background is in fashion and I went to school for fashion journalism. I worked as a I worked as a fashion assistant at Vogue and that had always been like my dream career, what I had been working towards my whole life. And when I got it, I just realized I wasn't happy. Like it just wasn't fulfilling. Um, and so I started learning astrology on the side. Um, I didn't like start learning astrology in order to turn that into a career. I didn't know like you could do that. I didn't know you could be a full-time astrologer, uh, but it was just like a hobby I had. And I started to get really good with it. And I felt like there was a certain point after about a year of studying it intensely every single day where I was like, wait a minute, why am I still applying to like other jobs in fashion? Maybe I could just work for myself as an astrologer. Um, so I've been doing this for a little over two years now. That's so cool. I was like, I didn't even know like an astrologer is like, that sounds like something to me from like medieval times. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, if you had asked me five years ago, like, oh, I see you as an astrologer in 2021, I, would, I wouldn't have believed you. And was there like an event or something that really sparked your interest in it? It was, I mean, there was definitely stuff going on, my, going on in my astrology chart, but I would say what sparked an interest was kind of like a failed dating experience. That's always what sparks some kind of personal growth for me. Um, but I started getting obsessive about seeing if we were compatible. And then I wanted to know what my horoscope was every week. And then I was like, then something led me to pull up my own birth chart. And from there, as I started researching my own chart, I realized like it explained my entire personality perfectly, like way more than like a weekly horoscope on being an Aquarius would. Okay. Wait, <laughs> I like literally have so many questions. So <laughs> with, okay, like I'm like trying to figure out how to phrase this because it's so foreign to me. So with like, I'm like, what is for, can you even say, I'm like, what is astrology in relation to that though? Like, I'm like, okay, I'm a, you know, Leo, but like, what does that mean? Do you know what I mean? Like how, yeah. where does this stuff come from? Leo is your sun sign. So the reason okay. you just like know you're a Leo or know you're a Scorpio, that's because you, you only have to know the month you're born in. Okay. Um, because the sun changes signs about every 30 days. So that's why everyone kind of knows their sun sign. But to know the rest of your chart, you really have to know like 
the year, of course, and then the exact time to figure out like the moon and the rising signs. And I, I've read a little bit about, because like you said, everyone knows their sun sign, right? But I heard that like mm-hmm. your moon sign is also what you really identify with as well. So if I think a lot of our listeners are like people that are like us interested in this, but kind of have no idea. So mm-hmm. you just explained the sun sign, but can you break down what the moon mm-hmm. sign is as well? And I think the rising is something else that everyone yeah. talks about. So maybe give us a little 411 on those if you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so just starting with what the sun is, um, that's like your core identity, just kind of like how you think about the world, what the goals you have for yourself, like how you kind of see yourself in the grand scheme of things. Your moon is a lot more personal. That describes like those traits you revert back to maybe when you're in an uncomfortable new situation or um, when someone like upsets you, the moon kind of represents the habits you picked up in childhood and like what the early home environment looked like. So the moon can tell you a lot about like your relationship with your mom and how home was growing up. Like if you felt nurtured or not, and it tends to come out more when you really get to know someone like in your intimate relationships or if you're roommates with someone, like that's when you only see the moon. Um, Not only see the moon, but that's when like the moon comes out. You don't see that just when meeting someone on the street. Okay. So interesting. And what about rising? Rising is the opposite. So the rising is ex- is what people see immediately when they first meet you. It's kind of the image you project out into the world. So it influences like your appearance, like how you like to dress, how you um, immediately interact with someone, like how outgoing you are, or if you're like more shy and reserved at first. Interesting. And is this all like based on where like, so the, obviously the month you're born. So where, where the sun is physically, where the moon is physically, like, I'm like, where does this all come from? Like, who was like, this is. Yeah. Right. Like who made this? Like Leo, Aquarius, <laughs> Pisces. I'm like, where did this come from? I mean, so where everything falls when you're born. I mean, astrology has been around for thousands of years. I'm not actually sure like where it was initiated. I just think Mesopotamia, something like that, like yeah. really long time ago. Um, but what like how to figure out those planets you need the exact time of birth because based on like when you're born and where the planets were positioned in the sky at the moment of your birth that says something about like who you are what your unique life path is kind of what your strengths are what your challenges you face are so does that explain your question I think so. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. This is all. (laughs) I'm literally soaking all of this in. Yeah. After learning so much, have you felt like getting a a better grasp on your chart and everything that you've learned about yourself through it has helped you navigate your life in a more clear way? Yeah. It's gotten rid of a lot of like my anxiety, I would say, because it's helped me to like release control over things. Like, um, especially the part of astrology where you kind of predict what's coming in the future and what's happening in your life right now. That's a whole different branch. Um, but that has really helped me in seeing that there's like a time and a place for everything. And I don't need to like have stuff happen to me immediately. I can like focus my energy in one place, one year, like for instance, one year is going to be a major career year while the next might be a year I get a boyfriend, something like that. Um, so it's helped me a lot there. Okay. So let me ask you this. And I don't mean to sound like a skeptic because I definitely believe in this. And the second I mm-hmm. read a little bit about my chart, I was like, oh, this makes sense for me. Mm-hmm. But you know how like people are like sometimes go to psychics, right? Who like predict mm-hmm. their future and then they end up doing things 
to help that prediction come to life in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Or they kind of live by that prediction. They're like, oh, I'm not going to worry about dating because like the psychic told me that I won't have a boyfriend for another three years. Do you feel like mm-hmm. people can kind of do the same thing with astrology where they like read so much into their signs and what are happening that they almost like put their actual life on halt because of what yeah. the chart says? I feel like people get astrology wrong in that way. Like astrology, astrology doesn't like the, when the planets line up, they don't do stuff to you. They don't like cause you to like make an, do an action like you would normally do. Um, I would say like when, so if I know that a huge career year is coming up, I'm not going to like go out of my way to make that happen. But naturally my, my intuition will like feel like it's about to be a big work here. I just feel like astrology kind of reflects what you already know about yourself, but which is if people like aren't in touch with their intuition and what they're feeling inside, it kind of helps to like show it clearly like written out. Mm. And why do you think it's important for people to like understand astrology and pay attention to like what's happening in their horoscope. Um, why do you think it's important for people to like read into that? Yeah. So I, I would say that you shouldn't put too much weight behind the horoscope because obviously not all Tauruses and not all cancers are going to have the same life every week. Mm -hmm. I just feel like, um, if you went to an astrologer and got your chart read and kind of saw what was coming, I think it helps to know what you should put your energy towards what you should probably prepare for instead of trying to like fight certain things. Got it. Interesting. Um, okay. I'm like, should we do our birth charts now? I think we need to get into it because then I think that could get like answer a lot of that questions could, for us. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that would help explain a lot of like the doubt you're having maybe, or like, yeah. yeah okay. Just so I'll put things into more perspective. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. We're switching up the thing with a structure of our episode, everyone. <laughs> so Alice mm-hmm. is going to um, do like a brief reading of our Christina and I's birth charts. And this is brief. You said usually like how long would a reading take? It can take like up to an hour, but I normally, if I'm doing like a fast birth chart, it takes about 20 minutes. Okay. So we're going to do like a concise version, but people can also book a reading with you um, through your Instagram, right? Yes. Okay. Awesome. But yeah, we'll, we'll jump into Christina and I, because I think this will help us like understand all this stuff since we are newbies. So, (laughs) okay. So Christina, you were born in 93, right? No, Ryan I was. was born in 90. Oh my God. Sorry. No, you're okay. fine. You guys both have Aquarius rising. So I'm going to describe that first since it applies to both of you. Okay. Um, so with an Aquarius rising, um, I notice like these people tend to feel kind of like that odd one out when they're younger or growing up. It's kind of like Aquarius is very aware of like how they're different. And maybe even if you have a ton of friends feeling like it's, um, you don't completely like fit in or relate to people so well. It's kind of like needing very much your own independence and not wanting to like merge a ton with other people, like needing that freedom to do your own thing. Um, would you say that resonates with you? I think when, <laughs> I think when you said like the odd person out, I think that was more, I, I did feel like that definitely, like I was always not like very good in school and my sisters were really good in school. And also mm-hmm. that kind of came to my mind with body image is when I've always felt like different in regards to that with my friends. Um, that's kind of where my mind went when you were saying that. What about you, Christina? I don't know. I don't think I ever really felt like the odd one out. I definitely feel like I've always wanted independence. Like I feel like if I had like a group of friends, I always like had other group of friends or I always like 
I wasn't like concrete with anyone, if that makes any sense. Um, yeah, that's what it is. It's like having a lot of friends, but not wanting to be tied down probably to one particular group. Um, in Rand's chart, I see you have the sun in Leo and it's conjunct Chiron, which is like the asteroid of healing, but also brings up a lot of insecurities. So I do see like probably when you were younger being very self-critical and kind of hard on yourself and maybe like having self-esteem issues, or there was like a parent that was super critical of you too. Um, but a good way when, when Chiron, um, I guess this is more complicated astrology is prominent in the chart. Um, there's a need to kind of like share your insecurities with other people in order to heal yourself. Um, that's literally my job. <laughs> yeah. So like when, I, when I saw your chart, I was like, Oh my God, she's doing like the perfect type of job for her. Oh my gosh. Um, wait, that's kind of crazy. Cause I do feel like when I'm like, when a while ago, my friend was like, what's like your dream job? Like, what do you feel like your purpose? And I was like, I'm doing it. Like, I can't believe I'm saying it, but like, I'm doing it. So that's wild. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And you have the sun and Mercury in the seventh house. So the seventh house is the part of the chart that's associated with close relationships. So this could be business partnerships, close friendships, romantic relationships. But I feel like you really kind of figure out who you are through like throwing ideas back and forth with other people. Like, it's no surprise you have like a partnership for this podcast instead of doing it on your own. Um, but you have to, you also have Saturn in the first house. So this is like, I feel like you were someone who probably grew up fast or you were very like mature from a young age. And maybe like your parents had a lot of expectations on you or you felt like you were taking care of people like in the household. Um, you're actually going through your Saturn return right now. So any ways in which you feel like you're too hard on yourself or you hold yourself back, they're getting addressed over the next two years. Um, so that's something to watch out for. <laughs> I'm like eyeing Christina right is eyeing me because she knows. I'm like, that makes sense. That, that makes, makes sense. sense. <laughs> Wait, so two years, like, I'm going to be basically my... Can you repeat that part again? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, everyone, what am I getting into for two years? <laughs> everyone at the age of around 28 to 30 goes through something called the Saturn return. So Christina, you just came out of yours. Um, you had yours from 2018 through 2020. Um, it's kind of an time in your life where you realize like what you want, like what habits and thoughts you're holding on to that are preventing you from being like your best version of yourself. And also like, how can you commit to certain things that really mean a lot to you more and get rid of like everything that's just like unnecessary in your life? Girl, you've been doing that. I have chills, Alice. I have chills too. Uh, because <laughs> I have been doing like, that is wild. Yeah. Okay. And you also, I guess another important part of your chart, you have the moon in Virgo. Um, so that's really good with like helping other people and wanting to be of service to others. I feel like Virgo gets a bad reputation for being like very critical and like naggy, but a more positive interpretation of Virgo is just like wanting to help and like never like letting any detail go unnoticed. Um, and the moon's in your eighth house though. So you probably have very intense emotions, but you keep them hidden like to yourself. Like, I feel like when you have a romantic interest or when you like someone, it's hard to like actually express that to them. Do you feel like it's hard to express that to them? I, I think you're vocal in that sense. I feel like, I mean, I'm not vocal to that person. Oh. I'm vocal to <laughs> other people, but not to them. But I was just having this conversation that I am very passionate, especially in like um, romantic relationships. Like yeah. when I like, I am obsessive. Oh, that's what I see. 
<laughs> Wait, I'll, 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 like, I'll, I take I'll, your I'll, passionate and I raise you obsessive. <laughs> no, because I was saying passionate because I was about to say the word obsessive. It is. Oh my God. What? Oh, okay. God has to. Yeah, that's the moon and the eighth. And then you also have Venus connected to Pluto. So Venus connected to Pluto means when you like someone, it's like, um, it's a very like all in or all out with the people you like. Yes. And it's kind of like secretive behavior though. Like again, like not wanting to reveal too much, but like needing that other person to like you back. Like so much. <laughs> um, I see relationships as definitely a stressful point for you, which I feel like will be addressed with the Saturn return too, because your Leo planets in the seventh house are going to get hit by Saturn coming through Aquarius in your first house. So I feel like, there is, if you're single right now, I feel like there's a possibility for a relationship this year. Oh, oh shit. Wait, can I ask something for Rand? <laughs> when you say um, relationships, do you mean just romantic relationships or relationships with friends, family, all of it? It's more like close one-on-one relationships. I wouldn't say family really falls into this category. That's more okay. of a fourth house thing. Um, I would definitely say like romantic relationship okay. is kind of what. Cool, cool, cool. So a romantic- and maybe also... C- committing to like partnerships more too, like at work, maybe you guys are like entering into a new phase of a partnership or there's someone else you're collaborating with. It's like that kind of energy. Yes. I have a lot of like new collab, like, well, obviously this relationship with Christina and there's some other things in the works, but um, I'm really glad that everyone knows now that I am obsessive in relationships. (laughs) 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 That is because Alice, like two weeks ago, I was talking to my mom about this and she was like, you're kind of obsessive. And I was like, I think we should use the word passionate. (laughs) And so the fact that you just said that, honestly, I started sweating and had to take my jacket off because I just was called out so hard. Um, But I mean, I'm just going to lean into it. When you're in my life, I will take care of you and make mm-hmm. sure, you know, I really feel for you, but damn. Okay. Did you go, did you go through like some, a breakup or some kind of like hard, um, relationship thing in 2019? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Cause I see that as like the last kind of stressful period with love was 2019. I'm creeped out. But loving it. I am loving every single <laughs> Yeah. My boyfriend of eight years broke up with me. So. In 2019. Oh my god. Yeah, in 2019. I'm sweating. I'm literally so clammy right now. This is so crazy. Yeah, that's so oh, yep, 2019. Okay. And then I guess the last thing I wanted to touch on in your, in your chart where there are a lot of other planets is the ninth house. So Jupiter mm-hmm. and Saturn are in the ninth. Um so that means kind of like a love of education, like always learning something new for yourself, also teaching and writing. I feel like you could definitely like write a book or like be some kind of like teacher at some point in your life that'll be activated in certain years though. Oh, amazing. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is so, this is so chazy. I've never had anything like this. So I have a, a, another question for Ryan. <laughs> so I don't know if this is like true or not, but are there certain signs like romantically that are better matches for each other? And if so, based on Rayanne's chart, what is a sign that would be a good match? Like if she started dating with someone and they said, oh, he's like a Scorpio or whatever, would I'd be like, ding, ding, ding. That's a good match. Or like mm-hmm. run the other direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's with the romantic compatibility, it's a lot more than just like being a Leo right? You need to look at like your Venus sign, your moon sign, your Mars, your rising sign, and the other persons as well. It's not enough to just be like, oh, Leo Mm -hmm. and Scorpio aren't compatible. It's not going to work. 
I see like with the Venus and cancer, I feel like you could be really good with someone who's a cancer or someone, maybe that's not a Leo, but has like Leo planets, just because that is such a prominent part of your chart. Like maybe you need someone that has a Leo moon or a Leo Venus. Um, and then Virgo is another big one too, with the Virgo moon. I see in charts of like couples a lot. One person has the moons, the moon in one sign and the other person has the sun in that same sign. So like if you were with a Virgo sun, it would touch your Virgo moon. Um, but it doesn't have to be as obvious as like, the sun being compatible with another person's okay. sun. So I'm just going to start my opening line on Bumble being like, Hey, um, so nice to match with you. Do you mind just sending me over your uh, birth chart <laughs> so I can send it to my friend Alice so she can. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just feel like because the moon comes out so much in intimate relationships, I think that's the one to focus the most on compatibility with. So because okay. the moon's Virgo, I feel like other compatible moon signs would be Capricorn, Taurus, or Pisces. Capricorn, Taurus, Pisces. Jot that down. Um, okay, interesting. And before we do, um, Christina's, what's like, so looking at that, I know, you, I don't know, since you said the moon sign is more honestly prominent, maybe that this isn't a good question, but looking at like a Leo or someone like me, or what would you be like, okay, a Leo is like these characteristics or like. Mm-hmm. Leo is, I guess, there's a few characteristics. They're known for being very creative and playful and like funny, like always having this kind of like childlike sense of humor about them, like Mm. kind of laughing at things that are a little immature sometimes. Um, But also Leo can be very self-conscious. Like they're very aware of how other people see them and the image they're putting forth and they never want to do anything unless it's done like perfectly. So I feel like that's kind of the downside of Leo, but it can definitely be worked on. Totally. Okay. I need to work on that and need to work on my obsessiveness. Cool. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just wouldn't just don't trick yourself into thinking you can do casual relationships because looking at your chart, you just can't. Wow. My face right now, because I was at dinner last night and I was telling my friend, I'm like, you know, I just feel like I need to like be casual. (laughs) (laughs) But then I'm like, literally not the opposite of casual, like the opposite of chill at any time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, Alice. All right. I'm listening to you. Okay. Okay. Oh my God. I have chills. <laughs> I have chills. That was so good. Um, well, if you don't have anything else to add on that one, we can jump into Christina's. Yeah. I feel like we covered most of your chart um, with Christina. So you as well, you have the Aquarius rising. So those traits we talked about, uh, but you have a lot of fire and air in your chart. Whereas um, Briant had, what was it? Water. Yeah. You have fire and air, which is a lot more like, um, outgoing. You, you, I don't see that like emotionally intense qualities as much in your chart. Um, with the sun and Aries and the Mercury and Aries, you kind of like to initiate new things and it's in the house of communication in your chart. So pertaining to like everyday tasks related to communication, such as writing, doing a podcast, um, speaking to people, reaching out to new contacts. And it's all tied into like your moon in Sagittarius in your 11th house. So I see community and having female friendships is like a very important aspect of your life. Like I feel like you're probably always around friends or like needing some kind of like friendship connection. Um, Yes, 100%. My husband and I like joke about this all the time because not that he like, he has a, a, a bunch of close friendships, but he's not like needing to be with friends all the time where I feel like mm-hmm. I get, I need to have friends and I need to have constant communication with them. Otherwise I kind of feel 
not less than, um, but I get sad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I see just like a lot of high energy in your chart. You also have Mars in Aquarius in your first house. So that gives your Aquarius rising almost an Aries like quality too. So it's just a lot of like needing things to happen when you want them to happen. And maybe patience is like something you have to work on more. Excuse um, you. <laughs> Thank goodness I have headphones on and Steve can't hear from the other room. Thank God Steve can't. He didn't hear I'm that. I'm so impatient. Yeah. I also see, um, I don't know if you're thinking about like moving this year, but you're, or if you've moved in the past few months, but I see like moving and like home situation. Um, or if you're trying to get pregnant, honestly, um, <laughs> I see that is kind of like a theme in 2021. Well, I just had a baby and I just moved. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. So I did. You had the baby. I had the, the baby in 2020 and I moved in 2020 in August. What, what month in 2020 did you have the baby? He's a Sagittarius, December. Oh my God. And you have a moon in Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. So there was an eclipse inside, a solar eclipse in Sagittarius on December 14th. Was he born he was around born, then? He was born December 6th. Okay. So it's kind of like leading up to that eclipse. That's crazy. Um, yeah. I see like big changes in the home for this year. And then also with career, I feel like career is like, there's kind of like some changes that are being made um, probably started in the past few months, but will continue throughout the course of 2021. I feel like you're evolving kind of what you want to do with work and like where you're headed with goals there. Definitely. Um, what else? I see family stuff looks I feel like you come from like a supportive family I don't see like a lot of trouble there I feel like there was like a loving family background yes my family is like very very loving and supporting mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and then the Sagittarius moon again it's kind of similar to having ninth house planets and that there's just like this love of learning travel having new experiences just what I gather from your chart is just like needing like needing kind of like to change things up a lot and like having like always being stimulated by something new. Yeah. I feel like that is spot accurate. on. I feel like you're always like, I mean, you love to travel. You love to do things. You're always around friends. Like Christina's biggest fear when she was having the baby was that she was going to lose all of her friends. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it still is now that I have the baby. That's so funny. What sign is your husband? He's a Sagittarius. Okay, yeah. So see, there we go. What I was talking about when the someone has the same sun as the other person's moon. You have Sag moon. He has Sag sun. So, so that's is that that's good? interesting. Is that a yeah? Good that's thing? that's amazing. Yeah. It was interesting because when you were, when I was asking that about Rayanne, like a, a sign being compatible, um, a lot of people said to me, they're like, oh, he's a Sagittarius. Like that's such a great match for you. But that was based on me being an Aries. So for a second, I was like, wait a minute, are we not a good match? And I didn't realize that. <laughs> but I mean, for, is it, so my husband's a Sagittarius and my son is a Sagittarius. So mm -hmm. can that, like, how does that, no one feel like that help my home life at all. I feel like that's good. I feel like there's a not, not even like difficulty to point out when the sun and moon are aligned in people's charts, because it's like a, you just understand each other. I would have to see kind of more of their charts to see maybe points of difficulty between you two. Um, do you know your husband's like moon or rising sign at all? I don't because no one knows when the heck he was born. <laughs> I've asked his mom so much and she gave no. me literally all of his records too. And we cannot find his time of birth anywhere. 
Wait, oh my God. Steve Isn't is a mystery. Steve is a mystery. It's so, so crazy. Yeah, but I know when my did, friends. I guess, when did you guys get into a relationship? Was yeah. it around like 2014, 2015? Or was there something that no, went on no. that year? It was earlier. It was in 2010. Okay, okay wow. Which did is- something happen? Did something like happy happen in the relationship in 2014, 2015? <sighs> We went to Thailand. (laughs) That was happy for me. Honestly, nothing that I can really think of. Like in our timeline, we met. Oh, wait, did we get engaged then? We might have gotten engaged in 2015. Or I don't even know. My gosh. What part of my chart um, is lack of memory coming from? (laughs) Let me ask you that because I can't remember. Probably Venus and Gemini. I feel like she took an answer and the Mercury and the sun in the third house, which is kind of the house associated with Gemini. It's like liking to intake a lot of new information at once, but maybe getting easily distracted. Oh my gosh. Like feeling like your mind can never rest. That is so interesting. That is so mean. Actually, it's like really sad because I feel like I try and take in so much information to the point where I get so distracted that I almost like don't absorb everything I'm taking mm-hmm. in, if that makes any mm-hmm, sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, and gosh. also with that Venus and Gemini, I guess like really valuing communication in your relationships, like meeting someone who just is able to have good conversation. That's probably the most attractive thing to you about someone. Yeah, absolutely. So here's a question. Looking at Christine and nice charts. Are we like, I mean, obviously we're friends and are in business together. And I always think like, I'm like, we just communicate super well. Even when we disagree on things, we just like, it just works. Like it just, I'm like seeing that. Do we look compatible? Oh, it's going to be bad. And she's like, no, you don't no, look it's compatible. Okay. <laughs> no, you do. Cause you both have the same rising sign. That's always good. That means you kind of like see the world in the same way. You mm-hmm. approach new situations in the same way. And then your Leo planets automatically fall in her seventh house too. So it's like you kind of embody with the Leo, you embody kind of the traits she likes in people. Um, And then also Ran has Jupiter and Mars in Libra, which is opposite Aries. So again, like oppositions between two people are really good as well because they balance each other out. So Libra and Aries are one set of signs that's opposite. So interesting. Oh, this was like, I, I'm like, I want to do a full one with you and people can um, do a f- full reading with you. And I think what's like the biggest, so after doing a reading, I guess it's just good to understand yourself and kind of understand the way that you are. And there's kind of like meaning behind it. And honestly, I guess kind of like self-work moving forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the reason why I was so drawn to it when I discovered my birth chart, because I guess like you, like relationships have always been such a point of difficulty for me. So seeing like those patterns that kept repeating themselves and realizing I could change that or just be more aware of how I was approaching dating. I think that was super helpful. So always seeing the challenging parts in your chart. I feel like that's what put me the most at peace. Um, I just want to ask something too, because I know you gave this a, a quick little recap of Leo for Rayanne. Can you do the same thing for Aries for me? Yeah, Aries, I touched upon a little bit. It's basically like liking to initiate new things, um, kind of being a go-getter and also being impatient. I feel like those are core Aries traits um, and also just being very high energy and like on the go. Check, 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 check. Yeah, and I being also, I, I feel like that being blunt too, and kind of like saying it how it is, or yeah, it's just accurate. 
Very accurate. Oh gosh, this is also interesting. Um, you, this is something that I just throw out all the time, and I know a lot of people do, and I feel like it's like a very like trendy and buzzworthy thing to say. But everyone, like when things are going wrong, I feel like people are just like, "Oh my gosh, Mercury must be in retrograde," <laughs> and I say that all the time. But quite honestly, I have no idea what the heck that means. So can you mm-hmm. touch on that and also just touch on a lot of like the words that you said, like houses and stuff like that? Because I, I don't think that people really know what that means. I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. I'll start with the houses since we're just coming up talking about birth charts. Um, but back to like the birth chart based on the time you were born. Um, the rising sign is the marker of like the first house in your chart. And there's 12 houses total and each of them represent different areas of life. So based on, I guess, going back to the birth chart, um, because that's what we just talked about looking at the houses, the rising sign is the marker of the first house in your chart. And there are 12 houses total. So based on the time you're born, um, and where the planets were falling at the moment of birth shows what houses are activated and what areas of life you're putting the most energy into. So that's why some people are so relationship focused while others love staying close to home and have like a really strong family bond while other people are so career driven. It all depends on like where, what parts of your chart are being activated. And then I guess with Mercury retrograde, all pl- most of the planets go retrograde at various points throughout the year. You just hear about Mercury the most because it goes retrograde the most frequently. Um, it happens three times a year for three weeks at a time. And we just came out of one. So mm-hmm. I feel like you've heard that a lot recently. Um, but it's just a period because Mercury is the planet of communication. When it's retrograde, communication becomes like just more difficult, like travel plans usually get delayed or there's miscommunication among people um, or like difficult conversations need to be had. It just kind of messes up all that stuff in your life. So interesting. I feel like Mercury and I feel like I hear people say it's in retrograde like every other week. But it makes sense (laughs) if it's three times a year for three weeks because that's almost like a third of the or a fourth of the year it's in retrograde. Yeah, it happens pretty frequently. I think the one before, so it was retrograde January 30th until February 20th. And the time before that, it was like um, October, November. So that wasn't that long ago. Right. That wasn't that long ago at all. So people are interested in astrology and want to like dive deep into their charts or learn a little bit more about themselves. Are there any like apps or resources that you can share um, besides obviously getting a detailed chart reading Mm -hmm. from you, which I definitely want to do. Um, Where can you direct our audience? You guys mentioned you use CoStar. I would say that one's good for figuring that app is good for figuring out like what your other signs are, like your moon, your rising. Um, Another app I really like a lot more is called Shani. It's by this astrologer. Um, It's spelled C-H-A-N-I. And that'll actually give you a full picture of what your chart looks like, like the circle with the houses, all of that, um, and explain what each of those means. And then I guess I have a whole list of like beginner books on my website. I'm trying to think of like good titles, like a good beginner book I have is called the only astrology book you'll ever need. I feel like that's really basic kind of breaks down how to look at your chart. Um, I have another one called spiritual astrology and it's just kind of like, what does Venus mean in every single sign? What does the moon mean in every single sign? Um, like kind of cookbook beginner books like that. Yeah, that's perfect. That breaks Amazing. everything yeah. down. Yeah, I'm going to go look at this list on your website too and we can link it in the yeah. show notes because I'm like so fascinated by this now. Um, yeah. 
So thank you for sharing those resources. Um, do you have another question, Christina? Oh, I thought you were like, <laughs> no, I'm just kind of like just sitting here in my chills and my sweat <laughs> from everything that we learned and absorbing it all. I know. I'm still just hung up on that. Um, I guess I forgot to mention, I have, I just started a podcast of my own where I, every episode is kind of like an intro teaching astrology too. Yeah. You just did one on relationships, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I have um, kind of like, what are the sun, moon rising? What are the 12 houses? So that goes more in depth. Amazing. Yeah. And we will link the podcast in um, the show notes as well. So people can check you out, but where else can people find you? Uh, I'm on Instagram at stock Alice. And then my website is stockalice.com. Alice, thank you so much. We're so excited to do this episode. And I feel like I'm just, I learned so much about myself and about you, Ray. I know. I was still processing it. <laughs> no, because I knew it's true. But like you said, it's good to know like the areas where you're kind of challenged and you're like, oh shit, called out a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, but yeah, this was so great. This You're so knowledgeable. Um, and everyone, you should follow her on Instagram. You do amazing content there as well. I loved the yeah. relationship <laughs> Q&A you did recently. Yeah. And yeah, we just so appreciate you giving us our, your time um, and sharing your knowledge with us. This is such a fun topic. And... Yeah, thank yeah. you guys for having me. This was so much fun. Of course, we appreciate it so much. All yeah. right, thanks guys. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories and don't forget to tag us.